Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolf. Residents love consistency. But normally in most mobile home parks, that's impossible because of the role the manager must play. This is Frank Rolf with the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. We're going to talk about the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde position that most managers are in, where they are supposed to be both the tough guy and the nice guy. Now, back when I had my first mobile home park, Glenhaven, down in Dallas, which I self-managed for the first year, I immediately recognized the confusion It was caused by the fact that I was there to collect money, to enforce rules, but at the same time, to try and make customers happy, to try and urge them to improve the quality of their home and their yard, to be a salesperson trying to rent and sell homes, and back then also rent vacant lots, often to RVs. It was very, very difficult to be put in that position because people didn't know whether to run from me or the run towards me. They didn't know if I was the bearer of good news or of bad news. And the problem you find today is that in most mobile home parks, as our caliber of customer has increased over time, as the quality of the properties increases, it's more important than ever before to give your manager a clear role, to make people understand what the manager is all about, and to have the manager fit like a square peg in a square hole and not in a round hole, to getting the job done that you're trying to have them do. So what's the first problem? How do we get out of this mess of having managers try and wear both hats, neither with uh, attaining their full potential in either one? Well, the first thing is don't make the manager have to be the bad guy. Now, how do you do that? Because we all know that part of the role of the manager is to, for example, collect money. Well, let's try and change over to online rent payment. In our company, we went from 0% online to now we are at roughly 92%. And that's in a pretty short span of time. How did we do that? Well, we really worked at it. We went to the residents and explained to them how much easier their life would be, how much better things would be if they would only pay online. And we found that if we kept at it, if we kept going to them and nudging them along and telling them if they got signed up to do online rent payment, They would also get such things as the online newsletter. We ultimately turned the tide and we became a company that is mostly with online rent payment. And the great news of that is in the position, the resident doesn't always think of going to the manager as a moment where they have to pay rent because nobody likes to pay rent. No one likes the physical act of having to go and give a check or a money order to the manager. So right off the bat, you're getting rid of that monthly reminder that all the manager is good for is taking your money. So online rent payment is a great start as far as getting them out of the role of being the bad person. Secondly, allow them to deflect on the issues that make them bad people to the resident. Deflect that back to the management company. Now, even if you only own one property, you still are going to want to have a management company. The management company is going to hire the manager and oversee the manager. And that needs to be the identity of who the main person is to the resident. Because it's one thing if the manager is acting on behalf of the management company. 
And it's a whole other thing if they appear, if the optics are to the resident that the manager is doing these things based on their own desire to do it. So if someone goes in and complains to the manager and says, wait, why do I have to get the non-running vehicle out of my yard? The manager can say, well, the management company told me it has to go. And therefore, you've deflected the anger. If they say, I don't want to get rid of my dangerous breed of dog, then you can say, well, I understand because, gosh, I, I also have had pets throughout my entire life. But the management company says you can't have it. Now, the resident can then go to the management company and yell and scream all they would like to, probably into a non-answered line because it's not really an actionable item. But it's very, very important that you get the manager out of being in that ultimate role where the buck stops here. Let them deflect over to the management company. Also, put together a helpline. Have the helpline with an 800 number and an email address the managers can, not managers, the residents can contact in the event of a problem. Because once again, you're deflecting things off the manager. They can then call the helpline if they like and complain about that rent increase or complain about that citation for not having their grass an acceptable height. But then again, that takes one more bit of pressure off the manager as far as not looking like the good guy to the residents. Also, try and hold more events and things around the property to help put the manager in a good light. For example, we like to do spring cleanup events. As spring approaches next year, that's one thing we'll do in probably every property. We typically bring a roll-off dumpster in and we unite all the residents to put all the trash and all the things that accumulated over the winter into that. And we additionally go through the property lot by lot with the residents, cleaning things up, painting things, it's a great way to unite the residents together in the common community spirit, but it's also a great way to make your manager the hero because there's also typically a free meal that comes with this event, normally a lunch, catered. It can be barbecue, Mexican food, whatever you like to do. And this makes the manager appear more like the goodwill ambassador and less like the mean person. Also, get out a newsletter to your residents and have the nice parts of the newsletter recipe of the month, things like that. Have those come from the manager. Give the manager the identity of someone who people like, someone who's just like them, someone who they can go and talk to because you really want to get your manager into that positive, positive role. Recently, someone built a brand new mobile home park out in Austin. It's not really a mobile home park. It's a tiny home community, very high end. Every home in there over $100,000 and lot rent of about 1000 a month. And they were trying every way possible to take away the standard identity of being a trailer park and instead make it into some kind of an upscale hybrid. And they renamed every role in the mobile home park. And instead of having the mobile home park manager, they instead elected to change the name to relationship ambassador and customer service specialist because they don't want to have people going to the manager in a negative light. In most mobile home parks today, one of the big features of the managers, if you talk to anyone in our organization who works with managers on a regular basis and watches the skills of those who do the best job performance, you will always notice they are people people, people who really like talking to other people, have a happy attitude, happy disposition. That's really the future of our industry, because what we have lying before us in most properties is try to fill those last remaining lots 
bringing in homes to sell, or in some cases with some operators to rent, trying to get everything just perfect for the inevitable increase in lot rents, because that's kind of where the industry is going. Our rents are so low, so ridiculously low, that the final chapter of the mobile home park business is bringing our lot rents more in line with market forces. It makes no sense having the average lot rate in the U.S. at 300 a month when the average apartment is at over 2,000 a month. It makes no sense at having lot rents at 300 a month when the average single family home is at $400,000. In fact, it makes so little sense that people are, are befuddled with why it ever occurred. There's an economist from Duke University that studied the phenomenon, and his conclusion was that moms and pops has simply never kept up the rents with inflation. When most mobile home parks were built, the lot rents were typically what is in today's dollar, five to $600 a month. However, instead, they're roughly half that nationwide. I think that's probably a pretty good reason why things aren't what they are. But as a result, it means we've got a lot of room to grow those rents over time. And it's going to be a big focus. And the only way you're going to get there is for residents to believe they're getting a good value and to be happy in your community. And there's no way you're going to accomplish that if people are afraid of or angry at the manager. That's why it's very, very important that all of us work on a continual basis to get the manager out of that evil, bad role. It's simply not good for business. If you go to most high-end condominium complexes or apartment complexes, what do you typically find in the manager? You find a very professional yet very friendly person. Someone that really knows the product and really wants to help. Someone who would never, ever think at yelling at a resident or saying anything mean. Because they know that at the end of the day, what will make them a success is by having residents like them. And in liking them, they'll be willing to pay higher rent to occupy more units. There's an old saying that you catch more flies with sugar than you do with vinegar. And it's very, very true. As we try and grow as an industry and tie and go to the next level and attract higher-end residents who are willing to pay higher rents, keep up their property in a better condition, pay the ever-higher prices for new and used mobile homes, it's absolutely critical that we put managers where they're only seen as a goodwill ambassador. Choose managers going forward that have really good people skills. Don't choose managers just because you believe that they can strong-arm residents to get the job done on collections and rules. Every mobile home park goes through phases like a rocket ship. And typically, on the first stage of the turnaround, you often do have to have someone who can play the tough guy to get the job done. But after you've completed that stage, really, that's no longer the essential skill. The bottom line to it all is we all need to work as an industry to try and make managers somebody the residents like, that they admire, that they listen to, that they look to as someone to give them customer satisfaction. Because all of us in all mobile home parks, we will all have a better business model when there is no longer confusion as to the role of the manager. This is Frank Croft, the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at mhpmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on mobile home park investing.